Welcome to another episode of the Geeked Up Podcast. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is Mr. Social Distance himself, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and I say, uh, before we get into it, buddy, I was actually dipping my toes into another show last night. Yeah, coming back, a conquering hero to the Geeked Up Podcast. Congratulations <laughs> are in order to the trivia champ. Making everyone proud. That's right. I was on a, a Jordan Owens uh, trivia show called A Show About Trivia last night, where I went head to head against Crazy Joe and uh, Bradley <laughs> Cooper. Spoiler alert! Still, IMDb, uh, the Crown Champion. Oh yeah, we're, we're geeked up in the house. Uh, a really cool show as well, like a one-on-one trivia show. So, uh, uh, big shout out to Jordan Owens. Yeah, he does a uh, – he's uh, much like the Big LW. He does a lot of shows. He does, like, his show about shows where they break down TV shows, his show about movies, uh, shows about wrestling. And then he also – up your alley, um, extending the invite out there, he does the wrestling trivia contest. Okay, So nice. we got to get you on there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. A little uh, 90s wrestling. And then, spoiler alert, but we're hoping to maybe get Jordan on. Uh, Jordan Owens on with the Geeked mm-hmm. Up Boys as well. Little crossover collab. Uh, Special uh, game time. Yeah, for a spoiler alert to be looking out for here on the Geeked Up podcast. But definitely check out our Geeked Up Facebook page, though, to see for yourself, to see Devin in action dominating a trivia contest where at least me and you go back and forth head to head. You know, we've had a draw Mm -hmm. for our Save by the Bell. I've taken a uh, – I took the Seinfeld. You took you well, took the Big Bang won, Theory uh, via Saved, Saved by, by the, the Bell. Bell. With the Big Bang tiebreaker. The tiebreaker, yes. But I feel like you've also won another trivia uh, uh, here on the show, another geeked-up trivia contest. But we'll, uh, I guess, consult the archives, years. consult the back catalog. <laughs> me, is me and Devin never seem to keep track as uh, to what the hell we've done. Yeah. But, uh, we've been I, doing it for five years. I forget a lot of the stuff we've done here. <laughs> yeah. I.e. multiple same closer looks. Yeah, yeah. But uh, exactly. How about those non-human side kicks? But at least me and you go back and forth, though. You know what I mean? Ten to four, a domination against Crazy Joe. Uh, I guess. Shout out to Crazy, Crazy Joe, Joe as well. It was really tough. Uh, Who was an ex-champion himself. He was okay, like, like Jordan was like, no, nah, dude, like, I'm, you're probably going to lose. I was doubtful. They uh, brought me on as like the cocky asshole because I came in hot and cocky. And then if you look at the video, when the video starts, I see Crazy Joe's background, and it's like 
the geek wall of fame, dude. Just like all different like action figures. Crazy Joe looks like a formidable, uh, formidable opponent in a geeked up trivia yeah, contest. I, I gotta be honest. I lost a lot of confidence the second he popped on the screen. I was like, oh, Jesus, Crazy Joe's gonna wipe the floor with me. Yeah, he as well didn't have like the chipper disposition of a uh, of a comedy pod. Big shout out to Crazy Joe though. He, uh, I'm sure he wants revenge. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, as I mean, if you watch the video too, I even say at the end that I was like, I was like, George, like any words, and I was like, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not a very humble winner, so suck it, Crazy Joe. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, in true geeked up fashion, we uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I came in hot, I left on fire. Baby. We're not good, lo- we're not good losers, and we're even worse winners. So uh, that's the geeked up motto yes. for <laughs> trivia contests. Uh, spoiled losers and sore winners is the way we like oh, to get yeah, down. Yeah. But <laughs> but check that out. Like I said, we put the video on our Facebook page, so check it out. Maybe we'll throw it up on the YouTube also. Yes, yes. But, and big again, big shout you- out to Jordan Owens. Yeah, and, big shout uh, to Jordan Owens. Hopefully, guy, be on the like lookout. Said, Spoiler alert, but be on the lookout for uh, some crossover. I used to say Jordan, too, but yeah, Jordan's someone I used to do comedy with, like, like stand-up with years ago, years ago. Like, one of the first people I met in comedy, too. Okay, so. nice. A, Way uh, back OG Florida comic with Devin, mm-hmm. so, all right. So, that's a, uh, something to really look forward guy. to. Funny guy. Um, but if you're also looking back at other stuff, remember to listen back, look back to all of our posts. Uh, geeked up catalogs. Let me know. Let us know what's the other trivia contest that I won. Yeah. If you want to look a little closer to the present, make sure to check out our Netflixes and Chad's Biggie. I got a story to tell. Oh Where, yeah! Uh, and big shout out you know to the what? notorious Day again. Thanks for everybody <laughs> right. for uh, taking part and celebrating, That's spreading right. the love, uh, reposts, and uh, checking out the various uh, playlists and stuff that we had going for our notorious Day celebrations. Mm-hmm. So. And check out and do also check out the movie on Netflix. It's great. Like me and Liam uh, found out that you know put all the gangster rap and selling crack stuff aside, and Biggie was just a big lovable teddy bear, a really <laughs> nice, laid back, fun guy. <laughs> so check all that out. Check out the show about trivia, hosted by Jordan. It's on our Facebook page. Listen back to all that stuff. But I think we should get into it. Uh, last week, last couple of weeks, there's been some big geek. Uh, movie TV show weeks. I'm telling you, man. Really, uh, yeah. No Oscar buzz for any of these things, but uh, <laughs> you know, of course, we watched WandaVision, and that just wrapped up the eight episode or eight or nine episode miniseries on uh, Disney Plus, obviously, with Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany reprising their roles as Scarlet Witch and Vision in the show. Uh, you know, quick reviews, uh, you know, again, Bradley Cooper spoilers, because we watched the show's over now, so we're definitely going to say what we thought about it, but <clears throat> I loved it, man. I thought it was, like, a really unique take on, like, the MCU comic book movie kind of uh, idea. It just yeah. did its really own weird kind of, like, David Lynch-esque, like, first couple episodes, you know what I mean? Where, like, it looks like a sitcom, and there's obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah. something eerie going on. Yeah, yeah, I would for sure. Say, though, 
But by the end, it kind of lost that, and it just kind of turned into, like, the last episode was just straight up, and I'm not complaining, it was good, but it was just straight up back to, like, basics. It was like, oh, now we're just yeah. watching an MCU Interesting. Movie. I'm happy that you kind of said that, because I, I felt the same way, that I kind of loved the series. I felt that the, for me, the season finale was probably, like, you know, my least favorite episode of the season, but uh, in some ways. But all in all, yeah, like, you're right. I feel like the presentation of the show and kind of what they tried to do creatively was the lead story with that for being, especially mm-hmm. being, like, their first first MCU series and as we're going to talk about again with another MCU Correct. series coming out and just on Disney Plus and with these you know big movie franchises now TV series are going to become like a very viable option for them with uh, streaming with Disney Plus being like their go-to streaming service we've already seen a hit show from Star Wars from the Star Wars movie franchise so like MCU is going to figure out a way to get some hit TV series added to the rotation in in addition to movies and WandaVision was a great like like you said very unique presentation and just a, a original way to handle turning your movie franchise into a TV into a TV franchise you know where do they go from here for WandaVision I guess would be like a season two of WandaVision you know what I mean I feel like you said uh, I think that's it I think yeah that's, yeah uh, I Personally, I think it was a one and done because it's going to lead into like you know she's going to have a big role in the Doctor Strange movies. Yes, her this this storyline will definitely come up in a major way in the MCU franchise in general. But like, I don't know if the uh, if a second season would lend itself well for WandaVision with just the. They also kind of did something too where it seemed like they were like trolling the super fans where they were dropping little Easter eggs here and there. Like there was kind of like a fantastic four Easter egg. There was just like, there was almost guaranteed. Like almost everybody thought Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be in it as Dr. Strange, like the last episode. For sure. I thought there was going to be somebody coming in, but sorry. And they really felt like, and then Paul Bettany said too, the guy who plays vision, he said that in the last episode, he gets to work with an actor that he's always wanted to work with, which was just an intentional troll because the actor was himself. He was just talking about the double vision scenes. Okay, wow. And I was like, oh, what a troll. <laughs> Dude, nice he played, like, Paul The Bettany. guy came on Twitter and like, <laughs> even said, he's like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> like oh dude what a dick yeah what a geeked but up move like, yeah. proclaiming the person you'd most <laughs> want to work with yourself <laughs> hugely dude huge <laughs> major uh troll move from paul bettany yeah, and there was other things move. like including the quicksilver from the fox MC, uh the fox x-men movies to then come in the mcu to play that role everyone had big predictions it was like oh this is gonna bring the x-men into like the marvel universe but nope it was just a uh <laughs> like yeah not a lot of other crossover stuff going on which i figured for their first tv series there would definitely be a couple of nods to the franchise in general which like we saw kind of right off the bat falcon and winter soldier does kind of bring you right back to like that whole avengers world that uh you know, WandaVision didn't exactly bring you in, but um, all in all, I just I felt like kind of for me the biggest story with WandaVision was kind of being like the first out the gates MCU series on Disney Plus, and then uh, uh, coming with like a real original TV series presentation, at least like, like you said, a one-off miniseries presentation, and then uh, kind of leading us right into Falcon Winter Soldier, which kind of right off mm-hmm. the bat went back to like basics, bigger than life. Traditional MCU movie kind of feel, but what did you feel about uh, the season premiere episode one of Falcon Winter Soldier? 
Well, like you said too, fucking Winter Soldier. Very first episode, we got the Don Cheadle cameo right off the bat. So there's already <laughs> yeah, another yeah. Avenger in the goddamn show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, for sure. Cheadle man coming in hot. Here's what I would say about Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, is so far to me, it's still one division. It opened up with a fucking badass action scene, like the scene where he's like flying around, like fighting the helicopters and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dope as hell, dude. Everything else, the rest, the other 40 minutes of it, like 30 minutes left of it, was just them moping around. And I was like, dude, I don't want to watch the depressing Avengers, <laughs> depressed Avengers show. Yeah, dude, yeah. Like, I mean, so that's like, kind of just... the difference between a TV franchise and a tv series and a movie franchise though this is going to be like in, in essence and i guess this is what a six part uh series six episodes okay six yeah, episode yeah. series so but you got to figure roughly five hours the first episode was what 40 to 50 minutes so yeah, exactly. you know what i mean we're talking we're four or five hours. hours of content so it's gonna have a more slow uh a tv series kind of feel um so I, and i actually really did like the first season especially uh, the first episode rather especially kind of like i said where i felt that it's going to be what the MCU TV uh, world is more similar mm-hmm. to than WandaVision. WandaVision was like a cool, unique, one-off thing. I don't think you can really repeat how cool it was that they, you know, uh, reenacted well, sitcom show's... eras, you know, in WandaVision. Uh, 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 but Falcon seemed like it's going to be, a, it's a good sample of what the MCU TV franchise is going to look like. Couple of bigger-than-life action scenes mixed in with more traditional TV series storylines and i was actually uh and i actually really enjoyed it from that standpoint you know what i mean so no i liked it i'm not saying i didn't like it but i was just saying that's like come on it was just nothing like, yeah nothing as, as original falcon as one division nothing like yeah like what did falcon do post avengers endgame like the most epic marvel movie of all time no he's trying to go the force gump route and get his, like, his <laughs> tripping boat what was that a strange <laughs> call yeah big news flash for me it's like hold on avengers don't get paid for this it's just like they all have day jobs this was never covered in a fucking i never saw the hulk like at the lumber yard and fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. august earning his fucking you know like fucking uh, i guess shout out i guess we did see angry scientist guys so i guess they've covered the hulk stay job i should say bad example but you know what i mean like uh no, 100%. <laughs> so, Let's look at the lumber yard this is amazing yeah um one more little tidbit of info, though. At the very end of the episode, they introduced the new Captain America, you know, that dweeb nice, in the uh, yeah. new Captain America suit. Do you know who that was? I was trying to put my finger on uh, uh, exactly who it was. Was it the uh, – was it like the like – the, uh, son-in-law detective from the wire that's the only guy that i could think like the cop that was like the police chief's son or whatever that's like the only either that or armless legless guy like the torso you know who it is though his name's wyatt russell he's kurt russell's son Oh, nice. Kurt Russell's son. Back to our Kurt Russell uh, six degrees of yeah. separation or whatever. Didn't we already watch Wyatt Russell and something? He was in one of the Sandler movies, wasn't he? I think I've already had this, like, uh, I think he might have been in uh, one of the comedies that we watched or something. Because I think I already had, like, a Wyatt Russell fucking uh, <laughs> yeah, I think mind you're right. Fuck, I'm trying but... to think of what we watched, but he might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I think he was in one of the Halloween. Was he in Hubie Halloween? I think he might have been in Hubie Halloween. Maybe. But 
I guess we'll get what back you, to you. Techno dancing and XOXO. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to you on that. But, okay, that's a good call. That's a good spot, though. But he seemed that seemed like a storyline that I like. A good heel government fucking implemented Captain mm-hmm. America. And, and Falcon didn't see this coming. Like, they didn't have anything. Yeah. Like, it was literally a glass case protecting the shield, and you didn't think anything was going to fucking happen? Like, can you sign yeah, off in all, writing that it was... A museum. Second of all, dude, if you're hard, that hard up for money, dude, fucking sell the thing on eBay, dude. You know how much people would pay for a yeah, genuine, 100% real Captain America shield? Yeah, for real. Definitely fix up the old fishing boat with uh, fucking just selling Captain America shield. But yeah, no, so that was a uh, – uh, but, but, but I think that's going to be a fun storyline to come, yeah. you know. And then plus, is it going to be like Sopranos? Is every week we're going to see Winter Soldier in his therapy session? <laughs> yeah, good call. The Doctor Melfi scene with uh, yes. <laughs> with Winter Soldier's fucking shrink. I love you. <laughs> um, so there's the only two Marvel shows that come out. Yeah, but we might have spoken about this before. But just some of the other Marvel shows that will be coming out in the near future. Uh, of course, Loki is getting his own show. It's gonna be like a time traveling show with Owen Wilson. Okay. There's the. Uh, Interesting. What I didn't if? know Owen Wilson was with that one, but uh... yeah, yeah, Owen Wilson's in Loki. Okay, interesting. Uh, what if the animated series where it just takes different ideas from like the Marvel movies and like what if this happened instead of uh, you know? Okay, what you saw in the interesting movies? like fan, uh, a fan exactly. lore, a fan dedicated content right there. And dude, also but... that was like one of my favorite comics growing up too because it was a comic series. Also, okay, if. interesting. So there would be like a crazy thing like. The Infinity Wars, you know what I mean? Kind of like the movies, but then they'd be the comics would be like, what if Thanos won at the end? They would kind of show you like all like the repercussions. Yeah, yeah, that's a real cool idea. They were always dope, dude, because you'd always just get to watch like all the heroes get killed. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, there they go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You could totally break the real storylines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, There's the Hawkeye TV series coming out. There's the She-Hulk series coming out <laughs> those are two there's good the, candidates for for tv shows as opposed to movies and i got a feeling they're not going to get the don Cheadle treatment coming into yeah. uh cameoing in <laughs> episode one she of hulk, she hulk mark ruffalo already said he's gonna be he's gonna be in like mark okay, ruffalo nice. confirmed he's in it so it's gonna be hulk <laughs> trading she hulk uh there's the miss marvel tv series about kamala khan the girl from new jersey like the 15-year-old hero, and then Iron Wars, which is supposed to be some kind of like Iron Man-esque uh, TV series. Interesting. That's just the now, what's I'm like sure the uh, like... rough time frame for all? Is this coming out by like 2025 in the plans, or are these all coming out within I mean, the next year? She-Hulk, She-Hulk Miss Marvel, Iron Wars hasn't even started filming yet. Uh, what If is pretty much, I think, ready to go. Like all the animation's done. Uh, Loki, I think, is pretty much done filming. Loki comes out this okay, summer. Okay, how about just in and, terms uh, of, like, the uh, general universe as a whole, though? Because this is what, like, since, uh, uh, obviously, uh, Endgame, there's been, what, the uh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man. And then everything it. else has been put on hold. They haven't even released, uh, uh, right. is Captain Marvel now going to be... fucking in trailers for two years now. <laughs> yes, exactly. That, uh, and they haven't released anything else. And then is Captain Marvel going to be the next release? Or what's the... Uh... What is the what from movie wise? Yeah, yeah, just in general from the um, like from the franchise. Black Widow is coming out this July now, so we're getting that movie finally. Okay, so and we're going to come out in theaters. But still, and, that's like three said, months and away. Disney, and Disney Plus. Okay, so theaters and Disney but they're going to be doing the thirty dollars pay to watch it deal. Okay, interesting. 
So not free with your Disney Plus subscription. And then is there, is there are there any other uh, movies? As uh, are there, um, are there any other I'm movie release movies. dates I mean, planned? Like Doctor Strange uh, into the madness of the multiverse will be coming out, and that was directed by Sam Raimi. So and that one should Bruce be coming Campbell out in twenty twenty one as well. I think yeah, I think that might one. Uh, I think that one actually might be like Thanksgiving or Christmas twenty twenty one. Yeah, but. I think so too. Okay, so we got some and, other uh, Avengers content, MCU content coming out over twenty twenty one as well. Of course, there's the Spider-Man movie that they're filming also right now that everyone claims that Tobey Maguire and Andrew yes, Garfield the crazy Spider-Verse, but that won't be out mm-hmm. for at least 2022 or a couple of years. How about probably Captain Marvel? Is that uh... Captain Marvel probably be next summer also. Next summer as well. Okay, I see. I thought Captain Marvel was coming up more, you know, uh, within the next more. I thought Captain Marvel was coming. No, up I didn't think they've really started that. filming that yet. Okay, I see. I see. But uh, so plenty of uh, plenty of MCU stuff to come but i guess in the Mm -hmm. dc uh universe a big release that i am still in my uh contractual holdout with hbo max Uh, and i guess now (laughs) because they've come to deals with roku it's just me uh, not signing up for it but uh (laughs) i still yet to have hbo max and from what i from what i'm hearing online the schneider cut isn't exactly worth signing up for the service for so uh what were your you got to watch the schneider cut what were your I mean, if you look at its Rotten Tomatoes review, I'm pretty sure, like, it's way better than the Whedon cut. You know what I mean? I think it's, like, super fresh. Okay, um, wow. But I liked it. It didn't need to be four hours long. Uh, no, nothing needs to be four hours long. <laughs> yeah, but, for sure. No, no, no they, one movie, like a TV. And at first, uh, again, this was supposed to be maybe a two-part or a four-part broken up, you know, broken up in a four-part miniseries. He breaks it into chapters, and I watched it the way he said to watch it on, like, Twitter. I said, you watch parts one and two, take a break. Watch parts three and four, take a break. And then watch five, six, and seven all. Take it okay. home. So then you should have just uh, released this as, like, a three-part series or whatever, if that's how you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Know, they you know. could have. <laughs> yeah, They easily sure. could have. And they were, they were going to. This, like, this was such a weird release. There were so many uh, changes and, you know, direction that they went with. It is seemingly pretty, you know, right up until release date as well, things were changing. So, Well, and like we said, too, it's one of those things that we never actually thought we were going to see. And, you know, uh, just to say, the big question was, like, how much different is it going to be than the movie that actually did come out uh, in theaters, the one that Joss Whedon directed? Dude, it's insane. Two totally different movies. I'll give it that. It was it was like watching a totally different film, and you can see why Ray Fisher was bitching so much at uh you know him. They cut out. He was like the main character in the Snyder cut, and then in the Joss Whedon cut, he's just like a side character. Okay, but interesting. In, no in wonder this, why he was. Like, uh, no wonder why he had to gripe about yeah, exactly. the toxic work exactly. environment of. Uh... <laughs> and if you watch a Zack Snyder movie, it has the normal tropes. I think there was like. Three separate like long music scenes where like where Flash when you first meet Flash he like saves a girl from a car and they literally play like a whole Bob Dylan song while just like just going in slow mo. I was like, dude, I get that you have final cut of this movie, but like this is an easy this movie doesn't need to be four hours. You cycle <laughs> okay, yeah, if you're looking to trim four minutes from a movie, that's fucking uh, four hours. And there's long. like three of those. Like these all like these Norwegian women break out the song the first time you see Aquaman. No joke, they like have like a yeah. whole like. 
harmonized like ah, for me. we've talked about it before i hate how dc uses like the real commercial music the uh uh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of their production, I hate I hate the way that they go about doing that. But so that sounds mm-hmm. believable. But there was, I mean, a lot of it. Just kind of sucks that you got to view because the whole movie is six parts, and the seventh part is like the epilogue, which was basically just a glimpse of like Justice League two. But that's also when we got to see the return of Jared Leto's Joker, um, dude, much better than Suicide Suicide Squad Joker. Okay, they actually it. like put white paint on his face and like give him like <laughs> he's wearing makeup face. now. He's uh, yeah, he's not just tattooed. He's not just like, goth punk. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's not like Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. Later. We'll get into that later, but uh, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I liked it. Dark Side was uh, the main villain in this one which was like he should have been but kind of he's like in this working in the shadows uh the action scenes were much much better like some badass action scenes there's uh definitely more character built like this movie makes a lot more sense of like why things are happening of course you get the black suit superman which was uh what it was yeah yeah and then uh but all in all, it was good. Did it need to be four hours? No. But it was much better than the original version. And I wonder, like, like how said, long or, or, you know, how close Schneider could have released, you know, uh, how close Schneider could have come to releasing the actual movie that he initially wanted to. You know what I mean? Because his original movie wouldn't have been four hours. You know, Correct. so He would have had to cut a lot. But, but I mean, he would have been uh, uh, able to film all of the end of his own movie as well. So it would have made a lot more sense. Like, he couldn't necessarily, Correct. you know make the movie he wanted I mean, to because he didn't get the film the end that he wanted to so he had to kind of piecemeal it together so we're getting to see his whole you know interpretation of it all but not in a you know not not in the still not in the yeah. real schneider fashion that you would have liked to see because you know? he thought he was going to do a trilogy of movies too and like it definitely sets up like what okay, the trilogies were going to be it also sets up what the batman movie was going to be with ben affleck uh you know the Ben Affleck to Batman movie before it turned okay, into the Robert Pattinson film. There's like definitely a setup for that. Yeah, so yeah. it sets up all these things like the Snyder. I mean, it sounds like you're saying uh, you feel pretty good about it. Better than the Whedon version anyway. So that's a mm-hmm. plus, you know. Yeah. And it's again, four, four hours, hours if it's too that. long, if it's, you know, being too long isn't necessarily the worst problem, especially in today's day and age, like I always say with uh, uh, some of our podcasts anyway, but you can always press pause and pick it up later, folks, all right? Well, you like don't I need to fucking too. sit there for four hours uh, uh, in a it's, row if you don't want to, you know what I mean? So Its release was perfectly timed, though, too. The day after St. Patrick's Day, of course I'm going to sit around all hungover, watch yeah, a four-hour yeah. Snyder Cut, smoke a joint, and eat a fucking Reuben sandwich, dude. It was the best day ever. <laughs> Sounds like a good day. <laughs> but I guess to talk less about all these fun, geeked movies, uh, it is award season. Uh, it was just the Globes and the Grammys, but the big night, the big Oscars, right around the corner. And award season won- here in Coronaville, I guess, after a... Uh, it's been a long time here in Coronaville to finally start doling out some awards, but uh, a delayed Oscars this year finally announced. Yeah, because it's in April now. It's not it's usually in what, February? Yeah, usually in February, kind of like right after the Super Bowl this year, it's been announced to be April 25th, and uh, I guess they're running the Oscars season 
from like January 1st of 2020 all the way through February, I guess the end of February, February 28th of 2021. So an extended Oscar season. So anything that came out in February this year, I believe, is a potential for this year's Oscars. Just like a, you know, January release would have put you in for a normal Oscars, you know, or a December release would have put you in for normal Oscars. But uh, Correct. So that's interesting, and I think they have waved off some of the, you know, movie release. Uh, uh, obviously, you know, the movie release runs have been waived mm-hmm. for movies to be, you know, considered for Oscars and all that kind of stuff with COVID. So uh, very interesting. And they have announced as well that they are going to be doing like a full-on Oscars show here in Coronaville. Yeah, this is wild to me. (laughs) Which, I guess, like, the Globes went virtual, and people were doing their fucking acceptance speeches, you know, from uh, uh, their kitchen while cooking dinner and whatnot. But uh, the Globes is hilarious, because some people were dressed up, and then some people, like, Jason Sudeikis is just sitting in a hoodie and rambling on for hours. (laughs) Even if you watch that, Don Cheadle was telling him to, like, wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But this is going to be an official, like, everybody wearing gowns on site. Uh, uh, in Los Angeles, I think they're going to be using Union Station, which is like uh, uh, the big uh, rail terminal, you know, railroad terminal in Los Angeles as mm-hmm. like a housing area, staging area with performances and speeches being given on, you know, uh, uh, other sites, the Dolby Arena and other, you know, uh, local sites to the Union Station. So they're going to have everybody socially distanced as much as they can and trying to like go with uh, in adherence with California state law. But they're still making everybody dress up in gowns and fucking do a, do the whole bigger yeah, than life like, Oscars feels. So. Dude, if I was the guy who like knew he wasn't going to win, like for instance, if I was anybody in the lead actor category, I was like, well, obviously Chadwick Boseman's going to win. Fucking, I'm not going to this thing. <laughs> I'm not getting COVID. To, I'm not risking my life to put on a tuxedo. I'm not COVID and to lose to a dead guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, good call. I guess we can get into some of the Globes winners for uh, some of the, uh, uh, you know, as a spoiler alert for what's going to happen to the Oscars and Chadwick Boseman uh, did win in the Globes. But I guess the other mm-hmm. big story for the Oscars, though, in general, first not of all, Netflix the leading the he way. He did not win for the Five Bloods. What's up? He didn't win for the Five Bloods. Who, Chadwick? Yeah, yeah, no, Chadwick Boseman won from uh, Rainey's uh, Black Bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, the Five Bloods, though, I was going to say, that's kind of the lead story for me with the Oscars, though, is the big snub, uh, the big snubinski for the Five Bloods. And Netflix still killed it, leading the way with uh, 35 noms and two Best Picture noms for Mank yeah. and Chicago 7. But the Five Bloods, nothing? Pretty much, like, left totally off the Oscars uh, nomination list? Um, yeah, except for, like, uh, like a Best Sound or some bullshit like yeah, that? Best Original Score, the Five Bloods. Okay, well, yeah, the Best Score. But, I mean, uh, uh, what kind of bullshit is this? I mean, Delroy Lindy? I would say he's the real snub as well. Spike did a great Dude. job directing. The movie was great. There's only eight nominations for Best Picture as well. So they could have thrown this one in there. And nobody's even talking talking about it that it was like did uh, me and you gave it a fucking rudy's dad did we just love this yeah, movie yeah. like dude, we thought it was, this was for sure gonna be an oscar number. dude how pissed off is spike lee by the way he's like dude why did um uh uh ma Rainey's black bottom have to come out 
He's like, I made a goddamn Netflix movie too with Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I should be real. the one getting his award. <laughs> but I, and, but again, like I was saying though, uh, Chadwick Boseman was a little bit more of a supporting role in that one, mm-hmm. and Spike did a great job. But I really felt we were, we both I think really felt Chadwick that Delroy Rolindo was really the Fucking no doubt. Yeah, man, how did he not get uh, any acknowledgement, man? That was an amazing performance uh, carrying that movie. Really intense role. You're telling me Dude, that. 100%. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I 100% agree with you. But yet, some fucking movie like The Five Bloods didn't get a Best Picture, but some movie like The Father, starring Anthony Hopkins, that I've fucking never heard of, is up for Best Picture. You're like, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, shit, for sure. Yeah. You're telling me Anthony Hopkins was a fucking uh, uh, that like, much better in Two Popes. You're not gonna do it with The Father. <laughs> I think another huge snub, dude. Best documentary, No Tiger King. What are we doing? Okay, nice, interesting. Well, I mean, wouldn't that be more? Is that an Emmy or an or an Oscar? Uh, it would be a series, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But it's still a documentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But uh, I mean, hey, the Andre the Gi- the Andre the Giant documentary that came out on HBO, uh, <laughs> nothing. The uh, uh, but uh, dude, uh, I haven't watched that, but I heard that it's amazing. No, it is great. Yeah, for sure, it was fucking yeah, it was awesome. For uh, if you're a wrestling fan, but I think honestly, Andre the Giant story is even great if you're not a wrestling fan. Just as like yeah, a, I'm a Princess Bride so, fan. I want to know what's <laughs> yeah. going on with that big dude. <laughs> Seriously. But uh, uh, I guess what uh, what were some of the other big stories uh, from the from the Oscars noms? I guess the uh, have you seen any of the? I'd say the other thing for me is none of the movies that were nominated. There's really no like big fun, you know, movies that I would have seen any uh, otherwise kind of movies. Like no Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or The Irishman or even like a Bow Rap, which is at least like a. Yeah, there's nothing fun on there, dude. Nothing I watched, fun. Uh, I- I did watch uh, Judas and the Black Messiah just because it was on HBO Max. Okay, that's an HBO Maxer. And that looks yeah, like yeah. it's great, but, uh, uh, really you know. Good. But here's something very weird about it. Like, you could say either one of them, like Keith Stanfield or Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya uh, would be, like, the lead actor. They're both nominated for supporting actor. It was like, so what, that movie starred nobody? <laughs> okay, interesting. About? Very like, interesting. Even with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, Leo yeah, yeah, they the both got... actor, Brad Pitt was best supporting. Yeah, yeah, for there sure. You go. They both got their own categories, but... But and of course we'll break everything down on our Oscars uh, preview special, which will be coming up in just a couple weeks at this point. You know, because the uh, yeah, Oscars, yeah. I guess, less than a, about a month away or so. I guess maybe to uh, you, I guess you want to just give out the best picture noms. Sure, because here we go. Like you were saying, a bunch of snoozers, man. Uh, we got and I'm sure the they're Father. great films, and I'm going to enjoy them. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that they're going to be bad, but I'm just saying that there isn't one of those. There isn't. Uh, I'm just saying that there isn't one of those. You know, like a real high budget. You know, marquee star, fun exactly. Hollywood kind of movies. You know, kind of like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like that's you know you exactly. For, the, like, uh, uh, no Country for stars. Old Men, something like that. Yes, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like a uh, uh, no, like Tarantino, or there's no movie that that uh, uh, guys like me and you, the geeked up boys, would go in with like a huge rooting interest for. You know what I mean? Correct. I mean, Even if, like, the, the movie, Bill Murray uh, on the rocks was in there, I'd be like, all right, you got rid for Bill Murray. You know what I mean? Something like yeah. that. Like, this is a very uh, – a little bland. And, and, again, the movies might be great. I haven't seen too many of them. You'll run through them. I'll give you my seen yeah. them, not seen well, them. 
But I'll tell you what, I guarantee I'm not watching The Father. I didn't watch <laughs> The Two Popes, and I'm not watching The only reason I'll see The Father, potentially, which I won't, but I, I think, did I, did I read that the only theater in America that The Father is playing at is on Route 17 in Paramus, New Jersey? I don't know if I read that right, but, like, I think the fucking theater in my hometown is somehow, like, the only theater in America during coronavirus that fucking released this hunk of shit movie with Anthony Hopkins playing a uh, Alzheimer you know, victim, but I'm sure it's great, but again... I have no idea what it's about, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, Anthony Hobbs. Don't care to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, then, uh, we got the Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, Mank, uh, which got fucking robbed of the Oscars. It was nominated, or at the Golden Globes, it was nominated for, like, six Globes. They're like the Buffalo Bills of uh, the movie world. They didn't yeah. win one. Uh, Mank, as um, well, this year in the Oscars, leading the way with ten nominations. Yeah. Kind of yeah, a biopic yeah. starring Gary Oldman, who's, of course, great. Uh, David Gary Fincher great. directed that. David Fincher's the director. Yeah. And his old man, David Fincher's dad, wrote the script before he died. Interesting. So that's kind of why, yeah. David wow, Fincher's I did like not know that. That's cool. Um, and it's like an old uh, Hollywood exec kind of biopic. I've heard great things. Yeah, it's about, um, what's the movie? Rosebud. Rosebud. Oh, yeah, yeah, Citizen Kane. It's about the making of Citizen Kane. Which, okay. believe it or not, dude, I'm loath to admit I've never seen Citizen Kane. Okay, it's literally supposed to be, like, the greatest movie to have ever come out. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little overrated, I'd say. Once you... Uh, no, I mean, I was, like, forced to watch that in a film class in college. Other than that, gotcha. I probably would have never seen it, but... I wrote a paper on Rosebud once in my life. So I, like, what was your Rosebud? <laughs> your stone cold action figure? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was my thesis uh, statement of the. Uh, I've got this stone cold figure that. <laughs> um, so get back to the figures. Uh, Minari, which again is one I've never heard of. Uh, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of Chicago Seven. Trial of Chicago 7, another Netflix joint, another of Netflix course, uh, I believe, kind of uh, main, uh, uh, most known for getting overshadowed by Borat, coming out back-to-back with Borat, uh, both starring Sasha Baron Cohen, and everybody <laughs> yeah. like rushed to the theaters to see Borat, and nobody watched uh, the Aaron Sorkin fucking uh, uh, docudrama about, you know, fucking uh, some court case in the 70s, but... You know that one obviously has a lot of uh, a lot of the f- the pictures this year. I feel have a lot of social relevancy to them. You know what I mean? Where uh, with all of the Me Too stuff, promising young women kind of well, has uh, some. I think <clears throat> Minari also upon a closer look. It's about a Korean family that starts a farm in 1980s Arkansas. Fucking give him the Oscar right now. <laughs> I think that is a foreign film, though. Am I right about that one? I think that no, one no, is. No. They start a farm in Arkansas. That's as domestic as you get, baby. <laughs> okay, interesting. But uh, and then what else was there? Uh, Nomadland, Nomadland as well. That one's starring Francis McDormand, who I guess uh, me and you, I'd say, are probably pretty big fans of anyway. Yeah. Of so course. I could definitely see rooting for her. It looks like a really that one looks like it could be a theater kind of pick. Looks like it's got mm-hmm. some fucking like natural beauty and cinematography and lots of like landscape shots and stuff that could be, sure. you know, like a really pretty to watch, pretty movie to watch from that standpoint. Uh, Riz from Ahmed is to watch Nomadland. Yeah, exactly. But three uh, uh... D IMAX, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, McDormand. Plus, I want Frances McDormand to win just because the Oscars like fear her of all because she always like curses on stage or whatnot. 
Okay, the, nice. The beep, the beep guy is on like overtime. With <laughs> I learned defensive. And that is what won in the Globes, as we talked about, getting in, getting into the Globes, kind of mm-hmm. looking to that for usually a good spoiler alert for what happens. Uh, for the right. Oscars, Nomadland did win for Best Film. Uh, I guess uh, Sasha Baron Cohen did win for Borat. Or, or Borat itself won for Best like because they do the comedy category as well in the globes the musical and uh-huh. comedy category so Borat did get a globe although i don't think it's gonna i don't think he's gonna get anything for the uh i don't think he's gonna <laughs> yeah. get an oscar however but uh the but girl from wins. borat as well though got snubbed well i don't want to say snubbed because uh andrew day from billy Hall- u.s versus billy holiday was great yeah. i did see that one but uh you would have liked the little romanian girl to fucking get her you know her official trophy for fucking getting yes. for getting Giuliani to almost rape her on film, you know, like for no other reason, dude. Fucking the Moonblood dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. To only relive the relive the Moon dance. <laughs> but I'd say for me, that was kind of the biggest story from the Globes was that the Borat girl lost because. Uh, I don't even think is she nominated in the Oscars. I don't even think that she got like an sure. Oscar nom because well, they don't really like look at the they, comedies as serious, as serious, you know. But yeah, I'm not sure. I know Sasha Baron Cohen's nominated, but I don't think for. I think he's nominated for best supporting in Chicago, Chicago Seven. Seven. Yeah, which, yeah. If he wins, he better win his Borat. He better go up there. And- <laughs> yes, he did a very good job in this movie about the Seven Chicagos. I guess the other highlight, and just speaking of Nomadland too, is that the director also won Best Director for the Globes, uh, Chloe Zhao. Yeah, it's the first time an Asian woman has ever won uh, Best Director. At the okay, Globes. definitely very socially relevant with everything that's happening with all the Asian violence in America mm-hmm. today. It would be great to see an Asian, you know, filmmaker yeah, be able the... to have the spotlight and give a Correct. speech in a time like the... this. She's the first Asian woman to ever win it, and then she's also the second woman in general to ever win Best Director of the Globes. You know who the first was? Barbara Streisand. Interesting. What did yeah. Barbara Streisand direct? Beaches? What's what the her? fucking movie where she uh, dresses as a boy? Like, can you <laughs> I don't know, me? dude. I'm, I'm out on any Barbara. I, I would lose uh, in any one of Jordan's uh, Barbara Streisand trivia contests. <laughs> I'm fucking coming up dead last. I got to be honest. But, it's uh, one of those names, though, dude. You would know it 100%. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm sure, uh, Sein, I'm sure that the Seinfeld episode Yentl. spoofed it. Which one? Yentl. Yentl. Yentl, okay. It did, it was, Seinfeld always talked about Yentl. That was, like, <laughs> that was a fucking running gag in Seinfeld. But uh, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> But uh, uh, like I said, uh, between and as well, Minari for the same kind of, uh, you know, Asian love sentiment. There's just a lot of movies. A lot of the categories are going to have like heartwarming opportunities for acceptance speeches. However, a lot of the big, you know, a lot of our favorite Hollywood mainstays on the outside mm-hmm. looking in for the Oscars this year, I'd say. Yeah, we got to figure so many people like didn't I mean, push production back and didn't make movies this year. Yeah, so, I mean, it really was a- like that. 2022 Oscars are going to be off the fucking chain. No, man, that's a very good call, too. In, in a, uh, uh, just in thoughts of the Cronaville Oscars, a lot of the major motion picture, major high-budget movies did get pushed back and production did get delayed for a lot of releases and everything, and I feel like that is definitely, at least for me, why coming into it I've only seen, you know, like two out of the eight nominated movies for uh, Best Picture. You know, a lot of the just major, major motion pictures didn't get released. But then a couple 
couple other ones, like uh, both of the Tom Hanks major releases didn't get any love. Greyhound and as well News of the World as well pretty much left off. Um, the Bill Murray, Sofia Coppola. Bombs, though. Yeah. Same thing with the On the Rocks, Bill Murray, Sophia Coppola. So yeah, I guess yeah, there yeah. were some other, you know, Tenant too. was did get released, but kind of fell flat. So I mean, a lot of the big mo- motion pictures that did get released didn't have, you know, uh, didn't have the splash that they thought they might. Anyway, you know, Hamilton. I found it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda didn't get any nominations for Hamilton, which he was nominated for a Globe for you know musical comedy performance. But I wouldn't have been surprised. Uh, and I'm sure Hamilton actually probably is like a best song nomination, you know. But um, so I'm sure Lin Manuel will have some Oscars thing. But Hamilton didn't get any major love. That was a huge release over the last. Yeah, save it for the Tonys. Yeah, no, great call. But. Uh, you know, in, in general, it's a little, it's a different Oscars here. Obviously, celebrating the movies coming out here in Coronaville, but uh, so very much looking forward to that. But also Correct. very much looking forward to getting to next year's Oscars with uh, Tarantino and uh, yeah, Tarantino Star Trek. Did <laughs> yeah. it say dead Klingons on my door? <laughs> uh, joke never gets old. But I would say too, speaking of like musical performances, like Hamilton and whatnot. Uh, there was this one story I want to cover from the Grammys, and that, of course, is Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion whopping on stage. <laughs> yeah, whopping it up. I need a whopper after that performance. That was uh... to me, dude. It's just so funny, just like how blown away and offended and frightened, like the right wing conservative. Because it happened at the same time. This is something I keep seeing online. It happened. The Grammys happened around the same time that, like. Dr. Seuss, quote-unquote, was canceled, right? Okay, I see. So then the big right-wing argument was like, so cat in the hat's not okay, but these women can have simulated sex on stage? It's like, (laughs) what are you fucking talking about, dude? Like, what a comparison. I mean, I kind of see where they're coming from. There's a little bit of a double standard. Like, if you're going to go crazy about the... uh, you know, uh, uh, what the Dr. Seuss book would do to the kids, you know, it's not a good, uh, a good, not, not a good example to the kids to have the, you know, Cardi B whopping it up all over the stage. You Dr. Know Seuss I mean? fucking, and I'm not, I think Dr. Seuss thing company stopped making five books that nobody ever heard of because yeah, yeah, no, racist sure, but... fucking Asian. But what do you think? Just take Dr. Seuss aside. What do you think about the Cardi B performance? Was it, uh, oh, fuck, dude, I was around for fucking my neck, my back, my pussy and my crack. Like, <laughs> Dude, it's fucking what music is. Sorry, old people that don't get it. Like, it's not for me, but they don't give a fuck. Like, Miley Cyrus was twerking her little 18-year-old ass at MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Don't watch it. Yeah, you know, yeah, don't let your sure. shitty fucking junior Nazi kids fucking listen to it then. Like, fucking yeah. give a shit. I mean, shit? I think Cardi B is definitely... Uh, I do agree with her. It's not her responsibility to be anybody's parent or role model or anything like that. And it's definitely CBS's mistake for getting Cardi B up there to do the wet-ass pussy dance on national TV and then complaining that it's like, wow, did some lines get crossed here? (laughs) It's like she's doing the wet-ass pussy dance. So, yeah. You have to because you have to let her do it. It's the the fucking number one song. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, sorry. Like, it's what it is. You can't fucking not play it because (laughs) you don't like it. Fuck, get out of here. <laughs> fucking listen it all to started when they let out, Elvis dude. wiggle his speaking hips of, on yeah. TV, you know? It all went downhill yeah, from there. Speaking of like Biggie, the Biggie movie, listen to a little Kim album from the nineties. Fucking she makes Cardi B sound like Celine Dion, dude. Fucking <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. But uh 
in general, they probably shouldn't have put it on the uh, on the Grammys, but I'd say definitely not Cardi B's. But you kind of have to though. Like I said, like all the number one songs perform on the Grammys. You know what I mean? She has the number one song in America. You have to let her perform it, dude. Now, you don't have to. Been like, <laughs> you know, like, sure. But it, you definitely do. You don't even have to like let it be nominated. The Grammys to, like, get to do their own fucking nominations. It's not like a people vote. You know, it's like the Grammys, I'm sure, have some voting committee. If you don't fucking approve of the content, then fucking don't put it up to, to be voted on. You know what I mean? It's like, don't fucking yeah. don't, don't celebrate the song. Like, you're the ones that are celebrating the song by making it fucking one of the best songs. You know what I mean? Like, this is your decision, <laughs> Grammys. You know what I mean? This isn't the fucking sure, this isn't sure. the, uh, democratic vote that all fucking got together and nominated it the best <laughs> song the fucking Grammys did. And then they fucking let her nah, perform. Man, it's a takeover, and baby. And we fucking, demanded it. Yeah. We want our Cardi B, dog. <laughs> but, I mean, fucking, uh, 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 like you said, Lil' Kim never got nominated. Where was her nomination? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm saying because, dude, you think, like I was saying, you think Cardi B's bad. You fucking, Lil' Kim ain't getting radio play, dude. There's no, uh... <laughs> You can't call because I heard the Cardi Beast on the radio and they call it, which is, it sounds even grosser. <laughs> they call it wet and gushy on the uh, the radio. Okay, well. Wow. I was like, wet and gushy? It's like, <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> at that point, just say it. Well, what about Little John? Was that on the radio? To the window, Austin to Steve. the wall. <laughs> What's up? All skeet skeet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like, what was, did, was that like a radio cut or was that the club cut? I forget. I was I was young and cool yeah. when that came out, so I fucking forget. But well, I think too. Like, I don't think anyone knew what skeet meant at the time, so they could play it on the radio. There's that Chappelle sketch. Yeah, like, yeah, you for can't sure. Say skeet on but the I think radio. isn't that kind of with what the the whopping controversy? Weren't they claiming that they didn't know that like what it stood for since it's an acronym and all? Oh, uh, you're a fucking. <laughs> if that's what the Grammys are saying, dude. Then you're a fucking <laughs> idiot, dude. Like, I think that was like, yeah, that amazing. was uh, some people's take. I was talking like, about wasps. Yeah, like when they were like that, like that's where people like when it became the number one song. They were like, well, I had never, I could not imagine what the song was about when we made it the number one it a, song yeah, i thought it was a burger king song. i mean isn't I that like despacito doesn't despacito mean like you know uh i think oh. i think it like literally translates to like fuck me slowly or something like that like make love slowly <laughs> but i think it has like a pretty sexually graphic in you know by nature translation that well, americans totally decided the... to ignore the fucking Lady Marmalade song. I think like they're saying a bunch of dirty shit in like, okay, French during that song. Like, vous <laughs> okay. I think that is like. You know, well, everybody knows that French people. Everybody shit. knows that French chicks are whores. So that's no. <laughs> that's no surprise. Cancel, dog. <laughs> I mean, next thing you tell me, Khaleesi's milkshake is gonna uh, not be a delicious beverage. You know, I mean, what are we? <laughs> You're telling me that's her pussy that she's talking about? I don't well, think so. But anyway, if you want to ca- check me, check the Facebook for a video of me and Devin whopping it up, <laughs> the geeked up style, <laughs> uh, some geeked up style whopping. But no, big shout out Leo, to Cardi B. We, uh... Yeah, <laughs> and I guess to kind of uh, stick with the uh, scandalous side of things, of course we got a lot of celeb scandal news for sure. I think I'll start, too, with just because you brought to my attention that we didn't quite run him through the ringer enough, but uh, Army Hammer, like, we just talk about what a huge piece of shit this guy is real quick. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, uh, when last mentioned Army of Hammy, were we kind of defending him a little bit in comparison? I think when he came up last time, he was like uh, 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 his his charges were a lot less in nature than Marilyn Manson, who at the time Correct. we were putting on blast for being like a rapist, and we were kind of give, giving Army Hammer the eh, he's just a creep, while Marilyn Manson is like a convicted sex. You know, criminal or whatever. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. But uh, Army Hammer is uh, boys will be boys. No, it turns out Army Hammer as well convicted fucking sex, uh, sexual misconductor. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, he's getting now like straight up accused of rape. One girl said that like she literally feared for her life when she was like with him. Like, was literally like I think the one quote is like she was afraid he was gonna rape her to death. I think it was the quote. Fucking <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, yeah, for His sure. His ex, also Courtney, uh, I don't know how to say her last name, Courtney Vakovich, said, this is a quote from her, said, quote, he wanted, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny, uh, quote, he wanted to <laughs> barbecue and eat me. Wow. Okay, like, so now this is back to the cannibal a- accusations. Because at first when we sure. talked about him to defend ourselves in our last comments, but I think at first it wasn't it just like we had kind of only heard about him like saying I'll eat you or something like that on Twitter. Not any like mm-hmm. real hardcore cannibal well, I think his accusations. Huh? I think his DMs got released. So it okay. was like messages he sent to girls like I'm going to gobble you up. I'm a cannibal. So it turns out like he is a sadist and fucking uh... – Dude, it turns out that again like the crazy right – uh, conservatives are correct that the left Hollywood are eating babies and each other and like <laughs> yeah, right. going to like billionaire sex orgies. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is there a, can we confirm that Army Hammer? I know he's in Hollywood, but that sounds like a Republican kind of name to me. And he's from the fucking Army, uh, isn't he from the Arm and Hammer fucking, uh, uh, Dude. you know. Isn't the- that a mind-blowing thing that he is from the Arm and Hammer company? Like he's a descendant of yeah. like, a trust fund from the Arm and Hammer and his fucking he sounds like a fucking uh, Republican trust fund kid to me, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, that's exactly what he is. He's just a fucking entitled, rich fucking douchebag who's like thought he could get away from everything because he's been nothing but a billionaire his whole life. It's yeah, no, unearthed. he's literally probably been buying and eating fucking third world girls like Jeffrey Epstein since he was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I laugh, but dude, it's, I'm being fucking. It's, it's not you know. It's, so true. Yeah, that's what the uh, that's what the <laughs> the one percent does. You know. But no, it turns out, like you said, though, as well. So uh, he's now crossed over into the serious allegations category. And with everything else that has been alleged against him, you definitely believe the uh, uh, you know, you definitely believe most of these allegations or you definitely believe that he's a real piece of shit. Like you said, 100%. as well, I guess, joining the piece of shit club. But I'm buying the hype on Jason Middletitch as well. I think that uh, jury's out on him in my book. Oh, Thomas Middlebitch? Thomas Middlechich, rather. <laughs> yeah, don't don't drag Jason Middleton through the mud. He didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, is, that a, is that a different guy altogether? <laughs> but Thomas Middlebitch is uh, – I don't want to fall into the army hammer trap of, like, not giving him a hard enough time. But, I mean, he's just – what he's basically being accused of is just a straight-up fucking peanut creeper. Like, just making unwanted advances towards women and the – his seedy, weird, goth cloak and dagger club that he yeah. would go to. But, like, enough staff and, like, actresses complained about him. And, like, the staff there, the management of the cloak and dagger club was like, shut up. All right. Leave, leave old Tommy Middleditch alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
now again, this all took place at like a like a sleazy sex club. Apparently, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like a, a Marilyn Manson esque goth, literally like quote unquote goth sex club is the place yeah. that all of this stuff happened at. So I mean, I don't want to blame. You know, I'm not going to be one of those blaming the victim kind of situations. He definitely does. You know, needs to act as appropriate as uh, uh, he definitely needs to act appropriate in all situations. However, if there was a situation where you felt comfortable to act less appropriate, I would feel it being at like a sleazy goth sex club. Anyway, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, he's a nuts. He's like a uh, admitted like swinger. Like he said it in his Playboy interview where he was just like, "When I got married to my wife, I let her know like, look." This Hollywood lifestyle is what I live, so like I will be out there. He says this in the fucking interview. He's like, I will yeah, be yeah. out there sleeping with other women. Like we will be swingers. And his wife was just like, I guess. He's just like a little weaselly, like nerdy dude. I think you, know, you were a big, a big Silicon Valley guy, weren't you? I never really watched Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley and you're a big comedy bang bang guy. Uh, he's like a. Yeah, you even watched his Netflix show, right? We were even going to uh, Netflix and chat that that improv show that you watched. Middle Distance Shorts. They did yeah, a yeah. three-episode like improv show, and it was fucking hilarious, dude. So it's a bummer to hear it about the guy, but uh, but again, you and know, you know, creep, like you said, the, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure, and definitely not cool. But again, I mean, and and this is I'm towing a very unfriendly line here. You know what I mean? So just playing devil's mm-hmm. advocate, so to speak. But me and you have both worked in the service industry for a long time. We worked as bartenders, waiters. You deserve to show respect to those, you know, to uh, any person in the service industry. However, if me and you were bartending at like a like an S and M swing club in New York City, we would have to have different standards for how we were treated than if we were bartending at a regular restaurant. You know, would you agree to that? You know, like yeah. it's not it's not a friendly thing to say, but it's 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 the truth, folks. If you're working at a sleazy sex club, there are, you know what I mean, the standards are lower than if you're working at Chili's. So, yeah, I, and I again, I'm not saying that he was like... not uh, acting inappropriately. I'm not saying that I don't support the victim's allegations. I'm not saying that he should have, you know, uh, that the owners of this place should have fostered any environment if the waitresses or people were warning him against. However, I'm just saying that in terms of the Army Hammer, Army Hammer, Marilyn Manson treatment, you know, the jury is still out a little bit from that case where you're doing things kind of in an inv- like in a closed environment that's catering to people that are looking to live out weird sex fantasies by For the sure. admission of this that. members only club it's a members only sex club and the waitresses are complaining about guys advancing on it, like guys hitting on it. You know what I mean? It's for just sure. like, okay. and, and that aspect of it for sure. And a devil's advocate people, argument here. Devil's advocate there's argument. There's enough people there to fucking that are there to swing. Like leave the waitresses alone. I put it up for to sure. like it's like the waitress at the strip club, dude. Like there's all the strippers there. Leave the fucking waitress alone. Okay, and great call. The fucking stupid shots. All right. Like <laughs> yeah, usually the best looking one, but like it's off the table. Dude. Okay, right? great call. You see, my the, the point that I just made was totally proven wrong, and I will admit that I was an asshole for saying it, but it was just more of like a devil's advocate. I, I think that it is a sentiment that some people are thinking when you hear this kind of stuff. You know what, you I know mean? what you just did there, buddy? You just had a big Jay Leno moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for calling him chinks all the time. I, uh, should never, <laughs> I shouldn't use the term nip uh, every episode. Uh, I'm sorry about that, folks. <laughs> should we talk about that hilarious story that Jay Leno has just come out and was like... 
preemptively apologize for all the Asian jokes he's made for 20 years? I think, honestly, though, first we really should give our full love and support for the Asian American Pacific Island community as well, though, however, like before we get back into joking about it. Leno can go get I'm still holding a grudge over the Conan thing with Leno, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but uh, no, but in all honesty, it's uh, really, really sad what's going on in the country with all the anti-Asian violence. Me and you obviously publicly stood for the Black Lives Matter, you know, movement that was taking place on our show. You know, uh, we definitely stand up equally for the Asian, uh, Asian American Pacific Island community that's suffering right now. And definitely if they're, you know, I'd love to see more love and more, you know, public attention and awareness and marches and everything going on throughout the mm-hmm. country just like for the Black Lives Matter movement, you know what I mean? So definitely, uh, before we go any further, on behalf of the Geek Dub Show... Absolutely. But get well soon. And again, not to get the politics again, but it doesn't help that we had a fucking president who was calling the coronavirus the Asian China virus. For sure. He's fucking inviting violence on like a whole culture. No doubt. And honestly, me and you remember this all coronavirus started, remember, for on the Geeked Up show when Devin went, uh, when Devin's cousin fucking went to Chinatown and gave Devin coronavirus, if we want to be perfectly honest about it, as we've already talked about. But remember, she went there with the sentiment that in February, Chinatown and Chinese people and Asian people in New York City were getting such racism against them that it was like a growing sentiment in New York to go out of your way to support Chinatown to like counter domestic racism against Asian people based on the coronavirus before it even came to America. This is in February. Like Asian friends of mine that would come to the bar and stuff would tell me that there was like big time anti-Asian racism going on before more, you know what I mean? Before the whole China Mm. flu really took on the fucking next level, you know? So Jay Leno, definitely we appreciate your apologies from the fucking 1990s or whenever anybody gave a shit about you, but it has way more to do with the fact that Trump is calling it the fucking China virus than any, than any of uh, jokes Jay Leno made fucking 30 years ago. But, like, honestly, dude, like, you know Leto for, like, yeah, like, fucking Conan over. He likes cars. I've never think of Leto and been like, oh, man, he used to have those hilarious Asian. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you fucking talking about, dude? I got to look back into it now, and I can't wait I mean, to he see might him, like, have, like, a pretty hilarious. Yeah, like, he might yeah, have an over-the-top like character. Yeah, yeah. He might have literally, like, done the hands on his eyes thing because literally like you know uh, no, no. uh he's he's been doing <laughs> no, it like no. he's been doing that show since the 70s or 80s anyway you know what i mean where like things were just the political climate or just the political correct you know the woke culture or whatever you want to call it was so different if you're talking to the 70s and 80s and i'm sure that oh, you know uh, uh asian jokes were you know back we're, we're behind black jokes to get canceled you know what i mean so I it mean, was honestly, acceptable dude, to make fun we of them fucking, when it was when we were kids you know what I mean? You're telling me some kid on the playground isn't fucking putting his fingers on his eyes and fucking... Yeah, for sure. That was still a thing that went on when we were kids, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Know? So I wouldn't be surprised if Leno, like, did it on the show, though, or something like that. And that's why he's apologizing, because there's, like, a overtly racist thing that's about to get fucking... <laughs> that's That somebody's about to tweet any minute now that he's fucking uh, uh, nibbing in the bud here. But, uh, you know, definitely... We, so we appreciate the sentiment, but I think that the Asian community's got bigger fish to fry than Jay Leno fucking yeah, shamelessly fuck trying to marry himself to this tragedy. But <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I guess in lighter news, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> hilarious, I guess, news. 
there's that documentary out called Kid 90, which uh, I got to watch though because it's got like, you know, Zach from uh, Say by the Bell is in it. A lot of the 90s like fucking shows that we watched are now and you get to watch these old grown ups like talk about what it was like to be a child star in the 90s. Yeah. One such child was uh, Punky Brewster who uh, read an excerpt from her diary in the show saying that she lost her virginity to Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Sheen! Yes, taking Punky Brewster's V-card. Fucking, yes. uh... Now, was this whole documentary all about Punky Brewster, or is it all about, like... No, 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 no. It's about, like... Okay, I thought it was, like, a Punky Brewster doc. I didn't think it was, like, a all-over 90s child star docs. It's an all-over 90s show. Okay, interesting. Maybe I will watch this thing then. Because I had no... I I, I honestly couldn't even pick, like, an 18-year-old... Like, a Punky Brewster in her fucking Punky Brewster costume out of a lineup of other TV show characters. Because I just did not have, like, a little sister. I did not watch Punky Brewster. Like, I know... I I could pick out Blossom and Six, but I could not pick out fucking uh, Punky Brewster. You know what I mean? Charlie Sheen's not in the. I mean, he shows him like as a kid in the movie, but in the documentary, but he's not like in it now. But he, after the movie came out, he did something out on Twitter in response to it, and then he just said, "Nah, she's a good egg. <laughs> she's a good egg." Sheen. How old was Sheen during this encounter? Because he was, you know, I mean, probably way older, but he was probably young enough in the '90s, anyway, right? No, like, no, probably in his 30s. Okay, wow. That's probably too old. I mean, it's better than <laughs> That's probably uh, not young Corey Haim, who claims fucking Charlie Sheen raped him in 86 while they were making Lucas. At least Punky Brewster had consensual sex with uh, Charlie Sheen. Hold on. Corey Haim claims that Charlie Sheen raped him? Mm-hmm. Really? Well, they made Lucas. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. knew that he was – I thought it was like Michael Jackson or somebody fucking raped. Like, wasn't he always no, uh, palling around with Michael Jackson? But – Everyone was palling around with Michael Jackson back then. <laughs> yeah, all the little boys were Corey... – Okay, I mean, honestly, dude, the Corys were fucking claiming that like child produce Hollywood producers were like raping. Yeah, them that's what I that's what I and thought. Everybody would be like, "Shut up, you kids! You're heroin addicts." And like, who do you think's giving them heroin? <laughs> fucking. I could see Charlie Sheen giving them heroin, but and I, I and I, you're right. I thought that it was like more Hollywood executives and fucking. I thought Michael Jackson touched the one kid, but I didn't realize Charlie Sheen was fucking uh, getting yeah, caught that's up the in claim. this. Mix. Interesting. It's the claim. I mean, this this is old news, though. It hasn't been uh, verified at all, uh, I guess. Correct. Okay. I mean, the other Corey says it definitely happened. You know, Corey Haim is now dead, obviously, yeah, yeah. but Corey Feldman said it definitely happened. Interesting. But... Well, that's a, uh, I guess that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a bummer in the story, I guess, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. We try to start like, well, then let's do one more good one then, because we covered Middle Ditch. We talked about Army Hammer. Jay Leno saying sorry. Punky Brewster sleeping with Sheen. But uh, do we have another celebrity sighting at the DC Capitol riots? Could it yes. be everyone's favorite nerd from the 80s and 90s, Rick Moranis, was there trying to overthrow <laughs> the Capitol? The latest downfall from the Capitol. <laughs> Not other than, this is easily my favorite story that's there. come out. I guess the jury, uh, uh, like, uh, like you talked about, but Chuck Norris was the last celebrity uh, uh, implemented in the siege at the Capitol. Uh, uh, he claims he wasn't there. Me and Devin claim he obviously was. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess the jury's still out, although me and you are sticking with our story that that was <laughs> obviously Chuck, that was Norris. Chuck Norris. Now Rick Moranis is the latest one, and this fucking video video uh, footage is hilarious though. Like the FBI photo of the alleged Rick Moranis. Such Dude, a... The reason, 
He looks because it looks like Rick Moranis from like the eighties. It doesn't look like Rick Moranis now. It's like a traveling yeah, Rick Moranis. It looks like, like Rick Moranis specifically from with the oversized goofy Darth Vader costume from Spaceballs. <laughs> like it doesn't even look like him from a, or like Ghostbusters Rick Moranis. You know what I mean? Like. It looks, but you're right. It, it looks like baby-faced. Yeah, because the guy, it's this little dweeby guy in, like, Capital Riot gear. You know, he's wearing, like, a big fucking tactical equipment or whatever. And he just looks just like fucking uh, uh, Moranis in Spaceballs. But uh, Moranis had to come out. And Moranis, like, 2020 looks great. He's got a little uh, beard going. He looks like he's fully growing up, even though he was 30 back in 1992. But he, and as well, isn't he Canadian? He's not even, like, would he he even have reason to be storming the Capitol? Like, what what would Rick Moranis give a fuck? (laughs) But he had to come out. Huh? He like retired from acting because his wife died, so he decided just to be a full time father and retired from acting. Oh, interesting. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why you don't see him in anything post like Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. But <laughs> wasn't uh, there like a new Honey I Show? Wasn't that franchise getting rebooted though? No, I don't know. Not with him. But he did. Uh, he's rich enough where he lives in like a midtown apartment because we all found that out because like a couple months ago, some homeless guy just walked by him and cracked poor Rick Moranis. <laughs> Across the face. <laughs> yes, seriously. For no reason. And yet another moment of anti-Asian hate crimes in New York City. <laughs> Rick Moranis violently attacked. I was going to say, that's what turned Rick Moranis to the right. It was like, you know what? Screw these Black Lives Matter people. I'm going to the Capitol. I got sucker punched for no reason. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, Rick Moranis falls victim to a uh, random attack in New York City. But that was, I guess, over coronavirus as well, right? So this is the second hilarious Rick Moranis story of coronavirus. <laughs> yes, 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 it was during the coronavirus. Uh, Rick Moranis, poor guy, can't catch a break. Seriously, <laughs> get him vaxxed. If anybody, if we, if we, if anybody needs an early vax, it's Rick Moranis <laughs> because I see where this is headed. He's having, uh, he's getting smeared. He's getting smeared uh, worse than Middle Ditch for maybe being at the right. But uh, I guess that's all it for our celebrity gossip section. But I guess too earlier, I guess you said it to me off mic, but I think the, the big thing from WandaVision uh, we were talking about earlier is you didn't know that Elizabeth Olsen was Michelle Tanner's younger sister. Yes, I didn't realize like, she was of the Mary Kate and, and I guess a uh, uh, shout out to Kid 90. But did Mary Kate and Ashley come up? Because they very well could have used uh, Kate or whatever the fuck her name is. But yeah. I'm sure they Elizabeth. did. I'm sure they came up. I'm sure they weren't in it. They wouldn't even come back for the Full House reunion. Those girls are billionaires. They're not going to come <laughs> in. Show them the Kid 90s documentary. They're not rubbing elbows with fucking Zach Morris. Yeah, yeah. But no, that was definitely a very fun. Uh, it was a wild ride on Google too, like uh, to trying to see what else Elizabeth Olsen has been into through IMDb, and like, uh, like, uh, like I just caught like a glimpse of a picture on the bottom of Mary Kate and Ashley, and I was like, geez, that's kind of weird. Like, why would Michelle Tanner be on Elizabeth Olsen's side? Like, hmm? it was such like a eureka moment. I was like, no fucking way. And did I not know there was a third Olsen sister that's now in her thirties somehow or whatever the fuck? But she's uh, way hotter than Mary Kate Ashley. She's stunning, uh, this Elizabeth Olsen. The Mary Kate and well, Ashley both took on very, like, E.T. kind of. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, very, uh, you know, heroin chic since I've been 10 yeah. uh, celebrity. It's funny, too, because when they were kids, they looked to fucking exist. She looked just like them. 
Okay. How is she? Like, like how close in age is she to? They're pretty, pretty close because she's in one of those, uh, one of those Olsen twin music videos that they used to make back in the day. Okay, was, interesting. So they were still little girls, and Elizabeth Olsen's in the little video, like dancing around them too. But I think they're only like a year apart or something. Well, I hope she got something apart. thrown into the trust fund from the. Uh, imagine that, like your two twin sisters are literally billionaires. billionaires. <laughs> You're like a fucking nineteen-year-old college girl, like fucking. Uh... Dude, billionaires for literally doing work they've forgotten about by now because they were selling fucking Oshpot, Oshpagash, <laughs> fucking overalls yeah, when they seriously. were five, and now <laughs> yeah, they're like fucking thirty-five. And they're just retiring on their billionaire money because they fucking <laughs> made a cotton candy perfume for children when they were children. Fucking nuts. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Yeah, it's a, like that's just a, uh, their business manager. Fucking, I hope he he deserves his twenty percent or whatever, you know. Because ooh, they're scummy parents. I'm sure. Get out there and work. <laughs> but the reason I bring that up is because I think there's plenty of other celebrity siblings out there, which means we should take a closer look at that. Closer look. Closer look. Closer look. Closer look. We got a telescope, then a microscope, all of your other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close, take a closer look, closer look, closer look. Closer look. Oh yes, closer look. Our celebrity, our celebrity sibling, Andre Davi. Yeah, I really got the snub. Like, I wanted to see Andre and Piss Mob whopping on stage at the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The Grammys 2022. We're getting Piss Mob out there. If, if Cardi B yeah. can get up there, Piss Mob can. You uh... thought was bad? You wait. <laughs> yeah. But to move forward, like we were saying, Liam just discovered that the Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen is... The unofficial Olsen triplet, if you will. But it got a sworn adding to the family, adding to the family fortune. Exactly. Uh, wanted us to take a closer look at not celebrity family members, specifically celebrity siblings, right? Okay, I and, see. Uh, no parents. Uh, no. Uh... no parents. So I almost went with a Miley and Billy Ray Cyrus, just because Billy Ray Cyrus is this hilarious name to say. <laughs> oh wait. That doesn't that doesn't count. But I will start it off with because we were just talking about the guy. How are we not going to talk about the sons of a famous actor? But Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Yeah, for sure, a famous, uh, uh, like you said, very famous sibling with the famous father. But definitely, yeah. I'd say one of like the first, at least in my life, too. Uh, uh, like first celebrity brothers that I kind of knew of and understood who they both were. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, some of these other ones you have trouble wrapping your mind around. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of these, you know, like I, I, I think I probably knew that Frank St- that uh, that Sly Stallone had a brother. But it just like you know what oh, I mean. Sure. It was the guy from sure, Mighty sure, sure. Ducks and the guy from uh, Two Men and a Baby or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like hot shots and hot shots. You know, he wasn't even in Two Men and a Baby, was he? No, he wasn't. That's a uh, <laughs> Gutenberg dancing and selling. Yeah, that was dancing. No but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, you know what I mean though. So that were no, no, uh, they were like my first celebrity siblings, so to speak. You know, and really it's one of those. Sorry, go ahead. It's one of those funny things, too, because uh, you watch both the careers. At one point, they were, it seemed, equally famous, 
and then Charlie Sheen was super famous, and Milo Estevez kind of was nowhere, and now it seems like both their careers are just gone. <laughs> yeah, they were neck and neck for a while, and then uh, Sheen. <laughs> what was, like, Sheen's... I guess he had that sitcom that was, like, his actual thing that made him super famous and, and respected. Yeah, two and a half made him super rich, because he was getting paid, like, a million five an episode. Yeah, yeah. But, like, would but that be, like, his, two... you know... Uh, like, what would your celebrity two guy, your celebrity go-to guy, Charlie Sheen, even be? I think, like, he's probably most famous for drinking tiger blood and being a maniac but like does yeah. he even have like a more definitive hollywood yeah, role say, than that like platoon for sure okay yeah platoon uh, definitely hot shots i'm standing yeah right. i'm sorry hot shots <laughs> is a good one honestly you can definitely is... and then uh dude, there had a bit of time he's got you're right though now that you said, there was this movie in the 90s with christy swanson called the chase and henry Rollins i remember the chase yeah yeah dude fucking Huge fan of that movie, and <laughs> yeah, at that sure. age, I'm sure if I watched it now, I'd be like, "What a pile of shit!" But, but I uh, feel like I'm missing something in the career that made Sheen <laughs> like right. a global icon and Estevez like a total joke of a sibling uh, of a forgotten about sibling. Like, what exactly was it in the career? I mean, they had the Men at Work movie, the two of them. Yes, together, of course. When they were the was garbage men. When they were solidly neck and neck, uh, of, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Hot Shots really <laughs> sent Charlie Sheen ablaze, but. You're right, though. You're right. What, like, really, like, blew up? Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't like... ever remember, but, like, did you see that new Charlie Sheen yeah. movie over the weekend? <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, uh, I guess I already brought up the other in my life definitive celebrity brothers, but Frank and Sly Stallone. And I think my <laughs> only context of Frank Stallone is Norm MacDonald, like, always making fun of him just for being, like, a hilarious, anonymous, <laughs> the alleged celebrity brother that nobody's ever heard of. Fucking brothers with the biggest fucking 90s uh, action star, Sly Stallone. Very true. Well, there's other, like, kind of like you were saying, but like, the, the ones that are obvious, bro, like Jeff and Bo Bridges. Like, I mean, I don't know. Me... I'm feeling Bo is a pretty d- distant second in this fucking, like, uh, like we know, almost like, need to have. Wise, but you could tell they're definitely both brothers. Okay, you for sure. I mean? That's true. I guess I kind of like Buscemi's got... Bridges is blowing Bo Bridges out of the water. No doubt. Although Steven from Pete's used to always say, like, I think Bo Bridges is the better of the two. And I was like, well, you don't <laughs> fucking know a fucking yeah. thing. Well, you've never seen Lebowski, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But, like, doesn't Buscemi have, like, a hilarious uh, acting brother with the exact same yeah, Buscemi face? Yeah, he was in Halloween. Yeah, he was in Halloween. Yeah, he falls in the same category where it looks a lot no, like... I'm uh, sorry. He wasn't in Hubie Halloween. His brother's Buscemi's brother was in, I totally forgot that. It was in the Black Klansman. And it was just like, dude, who is this? he was one of the cops. And it was just okay, like, yeah, dude, yeah. who is this guy that fucking sounds exactly like Buscemi? Yeah, but... Why did they just cast Buscemi? And then it turns out it was Buscemi's brother. So I was like, all right, well. <laughs> Uh, what would be another? What would be like your best celebrity siblings for like equal success in career? Maybe could we go uh, like a Chris and Sean Penn, perhaps? Or am I giving Chris Penn way too much respect from Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> if you're still in those freaking cars, my daddy's gonna be pissed out there. If the looks like Sam just came out. You're right on that account where I'll take the Steven approach and it was like, clearly I'm more of a Chris Penn fan. Than <laughs> yeah, Beck good call. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Much more of a Chris Penn guy than a, a Sean <laughs> yeah. Penn guy. But I got a feeling, yeah, but but you're right. Sean Penn's probably won a, won a couple more Oscars, I'd say, <laughs> yeah. than, uh, than well, hilarious Chris. I think Chris Penn's dead, too, now. Oh, man, you're right, I think. Maybe. Yeah. It's a very possible... So Very Sean possible. Penn's stealing the lead. 
What about like Luke and Owen Wilson? Okay, like great call. Like That's a power right sibling. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That is a power couple right there. A far cry <laughs> from from Chris and Kevin Farley. Anyway, but uh, we'll get <laughs> yes. into them. We'll get into Farley's hilarious brother in a minute. But yeah, no, you're right. The Luke and Owen Wilson. I'd say both on their own, real uh, celebrity stars. I'd say for me and you, probably both as well. We're probably both gonna go with Luke more than Owen in this one as well right like owen's yeah. probably the more famous i'd say definitely the you know more like a box office success with all of the vince vaughn films but bottle rocket and some i know luke wilson was in bottle rocket as well but uh, owen was in bottle rocket but i really felt like you know early on especially and some of the more like quality works i feel i'm almost like giving it school. more to, uh, to yeah to, uh, like old school but uh giving it more to luke uh, luke wilson i'm more of a luke fan yeah 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 for sure I always thought Luke Wilson would be a bigger star than he turned out to be. I always thought he'd be a little more famous than he actually, like, is. I could have seen him making, like, the serious actor turn more than Owen, who somehow... 100%. You know, like, the fuck happened there? I got another good power power couple siblings, and they almost could go as a power couple, but how about Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal? If you didn't know they were... If you you, you didn't know they were uh, brother and sisters, you might think they were married, but both of them really, really successful (laughs) careers, you know... um, Maggie, of course, I'd say her uh, finest work, Batman, uh, Batman one, I'd say, but Batman mm-hmm. Begins, of course, but uh, of no, course, Dark Knight, Katie Holmes was, or, uh, uh, yeah, Batman Dark Knight Begins. rather, but uh, you know, uh, uh, both of them super successful. How about this one? I would say in this group, one of them definitely blows the other three out of the water. Well, the other three are definitely on par with each other. And, of course, I'm talking Alec, Daniel, Stephen, and William Baldwin. Okay, nice. Of course. The original family of, uh, yeah, the other <laughs> three couldn't even come up with, like, 25% of Alec Baldwin's fucking uh, box <laughs> yeah, office exactly. gross. The whole family <laughs> yeah. combined. But they all have, like, each one of them has a movie that I have, like, seen. Like, I mean, I know all their names, ever... William, Daniel, and yeah. Stephen. I mean, they got something Stephen going Stephen Baldwin's for. in Biodome. You know what I mean? <laughs> Billy Baldwin was in that movie with uh, fucking, what was the big supermodel in the 90s? She showed her boobs in it. Not Claudia Schiffer, but, uh, fuck, I can't remember. He was in the movie. Yeah, what I've seen you, a movie uh... with all of them in it. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. But uh, uh, definitely, I'd say outside of Alec, who's of course the runaway, the runaway winner. I'm definitely going Stephen. But I'd say Stephen probably most known for his like celebrity apprentice role and his hilarious like second <laughs> career as just an as like an asinine C-list celebrity. You know what I mean? Yes. He is yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, major points for Usual Suspects as well. Probably the greatest yes. Baldwin role, the greatest non-Alec Baldwin role. But uh, I'd or say Biodome, or by or Biodome, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd say Stephen definitely a head and shoulder above Daniel and uh, and and William anyway. But you're right, Daniel. I forget what his roles are, but you know he pops up in uh, stuff here and then. There's also as well a lot of like music siblings, although we're kind of more sticking to act because music almost doesn't even count for some reason. I feel, but like you have the uh, 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 Simpsons, Ashley and Jessica, the Eilishes. Billy and Phineas, um, of uh, course the Bart the and Lisa, Bart and Lisa Simpson. Speaking okay, of the Simpsons. yeah, the real Simpson sibling. Uh, don't forget about Maggie. But uh, of course we have the 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 Jacksons, the original family of uh, you know Mike and Tito and sure, Janet sure, sure. and you know 
uh, well, what about, even uh, lesser ones than those. But what about like some athletes then, like Serena and Venus? Peyton and Eli, of course. Peyton and Eli, I got them down. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> they can almost even cross into uh, uh, ce- like crossover celebrities enough. All four of those can, anyway. The Williams sisters, for sure. But even sure. the Mannings, I'd say both of them have hosted SNL at this point, anyway, right? Like, I know Eli Absolutely. did. And, uh, Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, so they're both, you know, main. Eli, Peyton, definitely more so than Eli, but... You know, you wouldn't be surprised if, he, if either one of them show up in a cameo in a movie. You know, it wouldn't be crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I'd say really we're kind of sticking more to the actors. And we do have a couple more, uh, even a couple more pretty impressive ones, I'd say. But how about the Afflecks, Ben and Casey? Yeah, you know, Casey kind of snuck up on people with, uh, you know, I think Manchester by the Sea won an Oscar or was at least nominated. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ben was, of course, the real runaway star. But Casey recently is, you know, really uh, added a lot to the. Gone Baby Gone is Gone, Baby, a Gone. great movie starring Casey Wilson. And I'm 90 percent sure directed by Ben. By Ben. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, how about the Evans brothers? Uh, a couple of recent ones, but the Evans is, and the Helmsworths for a couple of uh, Avengers with brothers that nobody gives a shit the about. The Helmsworths, Chris, Luke, and Liam. Oh, there's a third one? Who's yeah, Luke? Yeah, yeah. He's oh. the uh, security guard in Westworld. Oh, no way. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, a third Wilson, so, uh, a, third, or a third Helmsworth, rather. So that Very might even news. put them like... They might be the most successful family of all because you got to think Luke, uh, Chris, Liam, and Luke are more successful. Like Luke Wilson, uh, Luke Helmsworth's got to be more successful than the third Baldwin, you know? And I'd say Liam is probably more successful than Steven. So, uh, Alec. Oh, well, then, my friend, you're clearly forgetting David Rosanna and Patricia Arquette. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Another triumphant of uh, siblings' <laughs> success. But I would say all three equal, equal and famous, dude. David, Rosanna, and Patricia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I'd, think one. I'd say all of them the are on the Stephen, but there's not an Alec in the group. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you got yeah, three yeah. Tito's with that one, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but impressive, an impressive family, anyway. Um, For sure. Uh, what about the Wahlbergers? What about the Mock and Okay, Donnie? there we go. Started off as music. Now, I guess, what was Donnie? Like, was Donnie, uh, did he, has Donnie ever really acted or done much outside yeah, yeah. of, uh... Yeah, Don- he's on that one goddamn show that all, like, everyone above 50 years old loves with Tom Selleck. The cop show, Blue Bloods. Oh, Blue Bloods? Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Because, of course, he's, uh, uh, they, they were, of course, most famous for the Funky Bunch, right? He was. Uh, Mark was in the Funky or, or, Bunch. Donnie was in the New Kids on the Block. Yeah, board. Donnie was a New Kid, actually. That's right. And were, yeah, were yeah. other assorted Wahlbergs in the New Kids or just Donnie? No, I think just Donnie. Okay. So they were kind of most, like, they started off as childhood, like, pop stars. And then Mark has, like, transitioned with an, into an amazing acting career. And Donnie, Fun. as well Spencer as Fall Confidential, suit. baby. <laughs> yeah. Netflix <laughs> and Chat, Spencer Confidential. What up? But, uh, and then, of course, they had the, their uh, uh, successful burger franchise. Well, I think that's their brother that, like, runs the burger place. Like, okay, well. Wow. actor. Yet Two of them thir- were dancing and acting, and one was like, I'm going to make burgers. All right, nice. But he's uh, he's cleaning up on the uh, residuals on the reality show, I bet, though. So that's another yeah, successful sure. family, another triumphant there. Yeah, sure. For sure. 
But uh, I guess the the last on my list would be uh, uh, I guess another like somewhat balanced, successful, but Jim and John Belushi. I still got them. Uh, I still got them to throw out. But of course, Jim, like one of the all time comedy icons. John, uh, like, had a sitcom, but you're never going to consider him, like, a comedy legend like Jim, you know? No, no, but, no. He's one of those people that definitely banked on his brother's death the most, dude. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, like, yeah. I can do Blues Brothers now if you need to. I was like, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's kind of morbid. Yeah, yeah. Also, he did... people was big that, what about Joaquin and River Phoenix? Okay, great that, call. Like, dead brother and... Yeah, I mean, we kind of missed the boat on River Phoenix a little bit before our time. Died when we were yeah. kids, but uh, Joaquin has definitely had an amazing I have, career. I have two more. One I'm going to should give to you for you because you're a Giants fan. But what about uh, Rooney and Kate Mara? Great call. Yes, daughters of or granddaughters, I guess, of Wellington Mara, the uh, original owner of the Giants franchise, and. Great, you know, both of them have pretty pretty solid careers as well. That's a pretty balanced duo as well, right? Yeah, agreed. I'm very agreed. And then, of course, we cannot talk about, and I'm so glad you didn't steal the rug, pull the rug out from me under this one, dude. But how are we going to talk about celebrity siblings without, of course, bringing up our favorite, Dennis and Randy Quaid? Oh, the Quaid brothers, of course. <laughs> 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 which one's which i don't give a shit <laughs> but uh yeah no Rand, all i know is randy's my favorite uh, of course randy's the one that's lost it in, in recent years right has grown the insane beard before the covid yeah yeah and when all trump but they were pretty balanced uh brothers as well you know what i mean i'd say me and you probably more uh uh, uh the hilarious uncle from uh national lampoons however i feel the mm-hmm. other one and in sean penn style probably a little more uh, dennis quaid probably a little more highly thought of in the hollywood world but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like you said randy's in, in recent years I like uh, randy, yeah. randy quaid circa, circa now sure cousin eddie was hilarious but uh yeah randy quaid with a crazy beard running from the fbi because he's lost his mind and then trump retweeting him Mwah. <laughs> yeah i guess it doesn't get better than that for a celebrity brother you really got to uh <laughs> absolutely but I'm sure there's a bunch of celebrity siblings we're forgetting. Um, and if there are, email us in at thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. Um, I would say that would be it for this episode, right? But keep a lookout for, of course, our Oscar special right around the corner. A very special game time we'll be playing. Of course, new episodes at Netflix yeah, yeah. and chat with uh, all, a bunch of new movies coming out. I mean, we got to watch at least fucking 42 nominations at the Globe, so Jesus <laughs> And yeah, for sure. We'll uh, be next neck Netflix and chatting about probably whatever wins. We'll wait to see what uh, uh what has the most success, yeah. or if Mank get, goes an O for ten, we might have to watch it just based on just to see what's up. Or but... we'll just watch. Or we'll just watch Roma again. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely replay the episode anyway. But, but we've actually got a pretty also... good little catalog of Oscars Netflix movies over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. I guess, that we can feature at least three Best yeah. Picture noms that I'm thinking of. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's come a long way, Netflix. I like to think that you and I had a big hand in that. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got uh, the Hollywood elite to start taking Netflix series. And again, if the Oscars need a host, uh, like we say every year, the Geek Top Boys are open for it. Yeah, for the third straight year. Uh, we're here if you need us, Oscar. Let us know. 
But other than that, like I said, check out all that stuff coming soon. Uh, but other than that, that's Liam Whalen. I'm Devin Barnes. Uh, if you're not working tomorrow, why don't you go ahead and get geeked up? Woo, baby. Hey, woo, baby. It's time to get geeked up. Woo. What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo, baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo!